Hey everyone, first question this week comes via Instagram from at deadite.lalo91. Hey Lalo. Hello, hello, hello. What's a horror movie you feel doesn't need a remake and vice versa? Which one could benefit from an update? Well, as someone who just watched Friday the 13th again for the thousandth time last night, I still don't think it needs an update. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's such a great product of its time. And it's just, it works. I would say, you know, especially after seeing like Dr. Sleep, I would say The Shining too. It's as just it does like, or does not? It doesn't. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know about does. Does is hard. Does is the sort of thing where it's like I look at some of the cheesy campy stuff from the 80s that had uh-huh. kind of a cool premise, but maybe it was just low budget and mm-hmm. a little too silly and you could, you know, you could dive back in. You know, pieces. We'll say pieces. Let's redo pieces. <gasps> How dare! How dare! This is long as they have a similar trailer to the one that they. I had. mean, yeah. I don't know that you can. I I would like to think you can get away with that kind of zany madness today, but I don't know if you can. And and like, if you can, then yes. But if you well, cannot, it's a it's a remake, it. not a shot for shot. I don't want. I'm not even talking shot for shot. I just mm. mean like the level of like, this is. A, a weird gory slasher that randomly puts like a kung fu pizza delivery person in the middle of that <laughs> like how do you replicate that in today's day and age you know what i mean i feel like you have to have if you're gonna do it you have to have that kind of mad lib formula to the make a24 formula for how to make a horror movie yeah perfect mad lib uh does it have a karate pizza delivery guy check Again, A24, get on us. There you go. We're serving them up for you. Uh, Zena, what do you think? Okay, so my answer is probably going to be a little bit ridiculous, but I don't care. Um, I feel like just remake whatever you want to remake. I used to be someone, and we, we talked about this in the past before, I used to be someone that used to get so upset when I would hear there's going to be a remake or a reboot. Like, why? And it's just like, but then it yeah, dawned on me. You do not have to watch it. You know, yeah. there are some movies I pretend that don't even exist, you know, so you can always go that route. But I guess ones that came to mind that I would want to see, I'll just stick with that. Toby mm-hmm. Hooper's The Fun House, because I recently rewatched that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's very dated, but it's still so good. I would love to see an updated version of that. I might also get virtually slapped, but Phantasm. And I'm someone who loves oh. the franchise. Um, I recently yeah. started rewatching the franchise because I'm in love with it. And whoa. Uh-huh. And then just keep on going in. The Howling, Society, Maximum Overdrive. Just do it. Shopping mall, go ham. Just go oh, crazy. Oh, my goodness. That's right. I'm ready to party. <laughs> Rock and roll. Let's fight, John. I'm sorry. Ooh, Rose Red. Update Rose Red. Get Rose Red some one. better CGI. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to see that. That would work uh, uh, Yes. Me. Uh, I'll be you, Megan. Okay, so I I went silly. Um, we'll segue from diplomatic to silly, right? Um, do not touch the seventh curse or black roses. I feel like <laughs> it's similar reasoning for like pieces. You don't need when it has that kind of energy and camp and special effects. Like, don't we? We can just leave that be. It is an a product of its time, and it's absolutely lovely for it. Um, but kind of maybe contradictory i think that chud could use an update yeah i see that Mm. i i feel like you have a really great concept and you have great creature effects but they go so long on the drama that Mm. it's really kind of underserves the creature feature element of it so i feel like it's a timely enough 
concept that you can easily make that updated. I do remember the first time I watched Chud thinking, there's a lot of cop stuff going on in this. So Where's much the cop stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, where are the Chuds? Yeah. All right. Second question from Beth in Asheville, North Carolina. Hi, I've seen plenty of disturbing movies. Think Hostel, Wolf Creek, Frontiers, and The Wailing. What are some of the most demented or disturbing horror movies you have ever seen uh, with, with some recommendations? I don't know if it's a recommendation, but I'll say Irreversible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the top of my list. I totally forgot about it. I was trying to think of. I was trying. I was talking to someone the other day at the gym. He was asking if I'd seen any messed up horror movies lately, uh, and I totally lot. forgot about Irreversible. But I was also trying to remember what. It's not messed up. It was just. It's just a harder watch. What was the one you guys just assigned me not that long ago with the home invasion where they want to cut the baby out of the the woman? Inside. 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 Okay. See, I was so far away from, I kept thinking like, let the right one in. I'm like, I know that's not the right one, but like the, the theme yeah. thematically of the title inside. That's right. That's messed up for a lot yeah. of, especially at the end. Yeah. Poor lady. She, <laughs> oh. uh, how about you, Megan? Um, a lot. I have a lot. <laughs> um, I think that the starter kit is probably anything Takashi Miike, but if you just want to go straight to the deep ends, then Visitor Q. I've Woo! mentioned this. Yeah, that is. Um... <laughs> I think your tea is ready, Zena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any, any kind of don't don't go into that on a full stomach. Um, don't go into that with any kind of sensitivities because. Holy rust of metal, Batman. That is some gnarly. This is probably one of the gnarliest movies I've ever seen. Um, and then one that doesn't get talked about very often, um, The Golden Glove, which is based on a serial killer. It's true crime. It is mm. very sleazy, sweaty, gross, disturbing. Um, there is nothing comforting about that one at all. It's definitely on the extreme side. So I just, there's the deep end. There you go. What about Zena's um. picks? Oh, yeah. We need Xena's picks. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say. Um, I was thinking that you were going to get tea. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm back now. I was going <laughs> to. We talked about this previously, um, but Project Wolf Hunting, I feel like is mm. great. For, like, Because sometimes I come across people where it's like they don't want to watch stuff that's older. So this one just came out like, what was it earlier this year or last year? And yeah, then on the Screenbox sadness, now. Yeah. The sadness. the sadness. Also, I recommended oh. John the Farm. I feel like that one's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, Baskin. Oh, another recommend. John, why do I keep doing this to you? Uh, Be My Cat, a film for Anne. Yeah. Yeah. You are doing this to me, aren't you? Sorry. Stop. Gosh, that's terrible. If it makes you feel any better, those didn't even occur to me, though. Like when I thought messed up, like, yeah, they were messed up, but they weren't like, they weren't audition messed up. They were. were, Exactly. (laughs) They, They were far enough removed for me where I was like, all right. You're just you're just pushing it for me, and okay, but yeah, yeah stuff like yeah. audition is anything too true crime or like the house that Jack built or something like that is like ah, this is this is a lot. It is a lot, yeah. yeah. The girl next yeah. door also Ooh, a complete yeah. soul sucking downer, yeah. Oh, so bleak. Climax. Just go down Gaspar Noe and Takashi Miike's uh, filmography, and you are set to never sleep again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of the opposite of a soul-sucking downer, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. 
and you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. And hey, Zena. Hello. She's also the head of Bloody Disgusting's TikTok. That's me. And I'm done. <laughs> oh, wait. We hit 20. Well, we passed 20K on TikTok. So yippee. Yay. Yay. Way to go. Thanks, everyone. I assume that means subscribers. I don't know. I'm an old man. <laughs> If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to quick around the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that'll make you smile too. So Megan, what's been filling your heart this week? I discovered that my super psycho sweet 16 movie trilogy is on Apple TV. You can buy them for like four bucks each. So that's what I did. I didn't get through all three i just watched the first two um i did this yesterday so i ran out of time otherwise i so would have watched the whole trilogy um but if you don't know the first one came out in 2009 the second one the year after it's just one continuous slasher series that that aired on mtv that is really kind of a slasher riff on their reality series my super sweet 16 which was about spoiled rich teens having a lot of drama about their 16 sweet 16 they were birthday bashes. so mad that their ferrari wasn't the right color yeah you know i never watched it but i was familiar enough with it because it was like in the comp- public you know the pop culture zeitgeist and it was always yeah. getting made fun of on like the soup and stuff so i was familiar enough with ah, it just like the suit yeah so you didn't really need i think that it's advertised you don't have to have a background going in but it is First one, a spoiled teen's birthday bash turns killer after she convinces her parents to reopen a roller skating rink where murders took place 10 years ago. And so it's this spoiled bully teen and, you know, her ex-boyfriend. And then entering the love triangle is the outcast teen who happens to be the daughter of the original killer from 10 years prior. So, you know, going back to the scene of the crime slasher mayhem ensues but so does a lot of teen drama and i just love these so much uh when they were airing in you know 2009 2010 that i've been wanting to revisit but they're so hard to find which is why like apple tv yes like you can't find a dvd they're out of print they're they're still they're rarely they're never on streaming so anyways um yeah the part two is like similar it just continues the story just in a different birthday and more killer mayhem. I I don't know which one I like the most. I, I have to watch the third one and report back because the first one has a lot better kills mm-hmm. that has me howling. I really like the decapitated girl on roller skates who I runs into the one, birthday cake. Which one <laughs> is that one? I, I always just remember that scene. The birthday cakes are the best part. And and I'm not going to ruin the birthday. The, they, they top the birthday cake in the part two. I think the body count isn't as impressive as the first one but the the cake scene is even better so the first one sorry spoiler there's a there's a decapitated girl rolling in (laughs) to the birthday party as they're gathering around the birthday cake and it's that's the kind of lunacy that i just love it's the same director it's jacob gentry and he did uh 2007's the signal i think he did broadcast signal intrusion as well so this was kind of like his his you know, slasher series. He didn't like reality TV, and this is what he did with that concept. So I love it. That's what I did. That was cool. Nice. I watched Megan's pick, 1981's Dead and Buried on Shudder. 
a suspense horror film set in a small coastal town where, after a series of gory murders committed by mobs of townspeople against visiting tourists, the corpses begin to come back to life. All right, Megan, why this one? Because it's such a spooky surprise of a movie, and it really has this great vibe, this fall atmospheric vibe that I thought you needed in your life. It was a good pick. It It is, you're right, atmospheric's a good word for it. I find myself complimenting you on the use of words as if it's not your job. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know I word good, though. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't know it. if you know this, Megan, but you're good words. <laughs> I like reinforcements, um, validation. Thank yeah. you. Well, you're right. It is. It, it's it's interesting for the the time period, the genre, the film itself, for as like moody, atmospheric as it feels, because it does. It, it's almost it's almost Jaws esque, like bit. not so not as lighthearted, like not as fun. <laughs> like the relationships yeah. aren't warm in it by any means. Like yeah. what the cast was able to do with Jaws, but it, it's like that. Like it's a lot more, more of a brooding, serious thing. Whereas at the same time, the first murder that you see right out the gate is kind of like, what? Like it's yeah. just kind of crazy. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're like, what is with the cameras? And wait, what? Like she, oh, her top's off. Okay, I guess all right, we're in now. What? what? But it it was and kind of just twisty, where I was like, all right what's the relationship with this character? And this guy's weird. Like what's happening here? And then he goes, Oh, okay. That's why he's weird. And yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was, it was unexpected. I wasn't really, I don't think there was a part where I was watching it where I was like, I got this nailed down. Like yeah, I see where this no. is going. No, Unless I was you like, spoiled it for yourself. You don't know. Yeah. Which is pretty original for like an 80s slasher in this time. Like as someone who has been watching horror movies for the last, you know, 25, 30 years to be able to watch something from 1981 and be like, Oh, okay, cool. Like it was, it was surprising. It was fun. It was a good one. And then I watched 1988's dead heat on Tubi. Zena's pick. A cop is killed investigating a strange case of resurrected corpses. His partner and a pathologist resurrect him. He only has a limited time before he starts to decompose and he uses it to chase down the diabolical man who killed him. That's literally the beginning, middle, and end of this movie. <laughs> um, so good synopsis there. Why this one, Zena? Because it's fun. And there's a zombie cop. It is fun. <laughs> it's it it's very I I often wonder what it was like to film movies like this that is so tongue-in-cheek silly. Like some of the scenes, it's and the combination of Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams, <laughs> and, and then like the overall corpse. Like there's one corpse effect that it's really cool, but it comes out of nowhere, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a melting corpse, <laughs> and that wasn't a thing until this moment, and now it's a melting corpse, and it's just like the actual physics of what kills these things and what doesn't, and the strange moments where Joe Piscopo is just Joe Piscopo, just like doing his weird little one-liners, but then sometimes serious and other times weird. Like, I mean, I'll never, I'll never forget just a concept of like talking about resurrection and like, I mean, I could come back any, as anything, even a woman's bicycle seat. Like, 
1988 for you right there. Uh, but it was just like, it was, it was goofy and you get Vincent price and there's nothing wrong with any of it. It's just, it's just a fun, silly, good time that I would totally turn on while I'm doing other stuff, which is like my highest watermark, frankly, for most movies. Did you have a favorite um, scene or part? Um, I think my favorite scene I mean, it was probably the random corp. Like, I don't want to do spoilers yeah. for who the corpse is, but the random corpse suddenly disintegrating. And I was like, but there was, I thought, what? That, okay. And, and it never happens again and it never comes up again. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, we don't want to write this character anymore. Let's be done. <laughs> I remember watching this um, entirely way too young. Me and my uh, brother, we used to always watch it all the time and rent it from the library. And uh, there's this part that used to really, like, it still makes me, like, tears cry. It's basically this guy, I won't, no spoilers, this guy is so high strong because someone was dead, so he thought, and then they just show up. And he was like, what? No, I saw them buried you. And, like, he was just so Oh, he's so mad. Yeah, he was mad about it. Yeah, there, there's made me laugh. There's some interesting emotional <laughs> swings going on in this movie. They they yeah. take it really seriously, and then it's a joke, and then it's really serious, <laughs> and then it's a joke. Like I don't oh. know what's happening. Right. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Treat Williams, yeah, yeah. And I did watch a third, which is a little bit cheating. I just want to talk about it before I forgot. It was a phone footage movie I'd never seen before. 2011's The Tunnel, oh. which was on Tubi. An investigation into a government cover-up leads to a network of abandoned train tunnels deep beneath the heart of Sydney. As a journalist and her crew hunt for the story, it quickly becomes clear the story is hunting them. Uh, you know, a little Ratma-esque. Um, or at least maybe even Ratma-inspired. Or inspired Ratma. But, well, it was 2011, so it was pre-Ratma. Yeah. But um it was just fun it was, it was mockumentary style you know lake mungo savage land type thing it's not as good as lake mungo or savage land but all, all things considered it was fun it was a good time simple premise done well and i was happy with it so i was just i was like i gotta i gotta mention it. i saw i found a phone footage movie that i hadn't seen and i enjoyed it and i wanted it to share and that was the tunnel wonderful cool all right how about you xena so uh, first thing I checked out, I checked out Killer Book Club on Netflix. It just came out from 2023. Eight horror-loving friends fight, their, fight for their lives when a killer clown seems to know the grim secret they share. And then he begins to just pick them off one by one. So this feels like a 90s slasher, um, even down to the poster. So think even like the house, even going back to the 80s, the house on Serati Row, Scream. Mm-hmm. Last, I, know what you did, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. You know, although, so it's very modern. It's gory. It's fun. There are plenty of chase scenes that just, you know, it's just really enjoyable to watch. And no spoilers, but there's chase scenes throughout the college campus and the library, which is awesome. An abandoned building, even like this, um, like botanical garden, which is like, wow, it's pretty cool. So they're like running a marathon through the city. Pretty much. I mean, it was awesome to watch. Every single time you turn around, someone's being murdered. I'm like, okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just very straightforward. I had fun with it. it. You know, it's predictable in some ways, but sometimes you just need a fun movie. So the next you just want a body count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it was more than I expected, you know. 
Uh, then I checked out Amigo from 2019 on Shutter after a serious car accident for which he's responsible. David decides to care for his best friend Javi at a remote house. It doesn't take long for the animosity insidiously builds between them. So yeah, before watching this, um, I, I didn't really know anything about it. I knew it was a slow burn, um, like a psychological thriller that takes place in a remote cabin. It's like, okay, cool. But this one... Um, oh, yeah, then Javier Botet, he's in it. Mm-hmm. But, whoa, this one left me feeling really uncomfortable. And it made me realize that you should not have any friends and you should just have a cat instead. Because oh at this gosh. point, yeah, like, you can't trust anyone. I will say this. It is, again, a very much a slow burn. Um, you can feel, like, the misery, the guilt through the screen. Like, at first, it's like, you know, friends, yeah. And then something <laughs> happens and you're just sitting there waiting for, you know, the other shoe to drop type of uh, vibe going on. But I really enjoyed it. Um, they just added it on um, Shutter, I think, sometime last week. And so, yeah, just checked it out. Why is it? Like, he's such a good movie monster, Javier Botet. But when he's not in costume, mm-hmm. somehow it's it's creepier like i haven't seen amigo yet but what was the other one two pigeons where it's the guy in the apartment and javier botet is living in the walls or whatever and what? it's I'm yeah i think it's called that. two pigeons i'll look it up but it's so it's it's very like oh my gosh this is cringe horror yeah, so, yeah. it's it's so weird because it's like no spoilers, but you, you feel bad for him. Like when you see him, because he just looks so sad. And, but then he has his friend who's just so happy to have him. And then again, like some, something happens. I still don't know. And that's not even being like letting the spoilers come through. I don't know. So yeah, um, I think that I may rewatch it, but yeah, if you, um, if you like slow burns then check it out, if it's not like your thing, then yeah, you may not like it. All right, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? I watched my Super Psycho Sweet 16 and my Super Psycho Sweet 16 Part 2 on Apple TV. I watched Dead and Buried on Shudder, Dead Heat on Tubi, and The Tunnel also on Tubi. I checked out Killer Book Club on Netflix and Amigo on Shudder. All right, before we move on, I need homework. And I already told Xena and Megan I have a slight shift in my requests for recommendations for next week and upcoming my wife and i have started our horror movie sundays or scary movie sundays again because you know it's close enough to halloween yeah and kind of realized when we're saying well what should we watch and we go to the classics like friday the 13th Nightmare on elm street the shining the basics to, to kick things off i was like Maybe that would be a fun homework assignment if Xena and or Megan each week rotated picking one that would be good for a couple to watch or that they think they would or a movie they like to watch with their significant other. Mm -hmm. So one will just be for me and one will be for both of us. Who wants to pick for both of us to start? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm prepared for either. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Megan for the couple. For the couple, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I need one specific rule. Readers are still off the table, correct? Until November. Uh, yeah, let's keep them off the table. Sometimes, you know, margaritas happen on Sundays, and I don't need to try and read at that point. And how much is her or mm. knowledge? I'm basically trying to gauge. She she's she's a a, a well versed casual, I would say. Like she's, we watched, you know, Pearl and X and Barbarian and, 
pretty much any time horror hits mainstream, she's more than happy to watch it. But she also loves classic 80s slashers. She grew up with Exorcist and Lost Boys and stuff like that. So have you seen The Final Girls? Oh, no. No, I've never seen this one, actually. Okay, so then that's what I'm assigning. It's on VOD. It is a, you gotta pay, but it's worth it. This would be a good one. I think, I mean, I I know I've heard you guys talk about it, and I always confuse it with the Tragedy Girls. Yeah, I Um, think that would be a really good date night movie. Yeah, I agree. All right, Dina, how about you? So for you? Yep, just for me. Okay. Um, Have you seen Siege on Shudder? No, I saw VFW and, you know, like, Assault on Precinct 13 and things like that. Um, okay. No, I haven't seen The Siege. Alrighty, so you can check that one out. And that's on Shutter. Yes. Alright. Alright, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? So much. Uh, <laughs> Halloween season is coming, yeah. uh, which means there's a whole lot of horror on the horizon. Um, and over the next few months, Screenbox is unleashing a few upcoming titles in theaters. So up first is Shaky Shivers, an 80s-inspired horror comedy that hails from celebrated celebrated Fast and Furious actor Sung Kang, who reprised his role as Han in Fast uh, 10. Fast X? Fast 10. I don't know. You throw an X in there and I'm not sure how to go about it. Um, But yeah, he's making his directorial debut with this creature feature. Uh, Plot-wise, after finding herself bitten by a mysterious animal, Lucy becomes convinced that she will transform into a fearsome werewolf. Joined by her best friend Karen, the two embark on a wild adventure filled with magic and mayhem as they look to do battle with a throat-slashing creature ripped right out of an 80s horror movie. Uh, Shaky Shivers puts the camp back in summer camp when it opens in theaters for one night only on September 21st from Fathom Events. And then fast forward a month on October 19th, catch a special one night screening of Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls, a gateway horror film that channels the spirit of feel good 80s films like Beetlejuice, Ernest Scared Stupid, Pee Wee. Um, it does have a very cute trailer that's that's like watching an 80s 90s tape you know where they'd have the previews in front with the voiceover so it's cute but yeah um so fans will be traded to a special introduction from writer director star andrew bowser ahead of the film um bowser's popular viral character Air- onyx the fortuitous garnered over 300 million views online and over 1 million followers on tiktok catapulting him to fame and cementing his status as pop culture uh, icon I- onyx fearlessly blends spine chilling monsters with side splitting humor infusing dark arts with a playful lighthearted energy so it is a movie based on his viral internet character of the same name um you don't have to be have any familiarity with it going in because i didn't um and i like it i think it's a cute movie anyways it tells the story of an amateur occultist who learns that sometimes when you raise hell you get a little burned uh it also stars jeffrey combs barbara crampton ralph ineson and tc carson and a whole bunch more so it's got a bunch of people in it um if you aren't familiar with onyx you'll probably know the others um but yeah and finally if you're already dreading the post-Halloween blues, Screenbox has a final treat. Uh, the return of the unrated Mega Slasher Terrifier 2 to theaters nationwide on November 8th with 
the promise of several surprises. So you're like, wait, we just released in theaters a year ago. What are we doing again? Um, Director Damien Leones expressed his excitement about the upcoming re-release, saying this year has been unlike anything we could have imagined. To see all the love for Terrifier 2 is received and the excitement this release has inspired from fans new and old is truly beyond words. As a thank you to them and the many people who work tirelessly, tirelessly on this release, we want to bring it back to the big screen where it belongs. And more than that, while fans eagerly await the release of Terrifier 3 next year, we will be including some special surprises because a year is just too long to wait. Way to sneak in a Terrifier 3 tease that will definitely be like, yeah, I don't know what they are. I want to. Um, So yeah, there's, there's three movies out of a whole bunch coming to look forward to over the next coming months. And then for Xena and me, and maybe one or two other listeners out there. Get get I'll, on the show. I'll, I'll get there. I like Josh Gad. I'm just not there yet. It's like six or seven episodes that are like 30 minutes long. It's the, it's a breezy show. Um, but yeah, Isla Fisher and Josh Gad are both returning to continue their bizarre. It's not bizarre romance. It's charming. It's a very it charming it's romance. Very cute. It's Wolf Like Me season two. And I have brought it up before, um, but it's got a premiere date finally and some first look images if you're curious. But yeah, it's going to premiere on Peacock on October 19th, just ahead of Halloween. Um, it's going to feature Wolf Like Me season two will feature seven half hour episodes. And uh, yeah, check out some of those images if you're curious. But Wolf Like Me stars Gaz, Gad as a widowed father living in Australia, struggling with grief as he raises his daughter. And uh, Mary, who's played by Ella Fisher, has a secret she can't share with anyone except for the viewer because the title kind of gives it away. Uh, Even as the universe seems to be bringing her and Gary together. Mary and Gary. Um, So Edgar Ramirez joins the cast for season for the second season. And I think it's adorable. We might get a werewolf puppy because, you know, they're entering the next phase of their relationship. And they're going to face their biggest challenge yet, pregnancy. And when when you're dating a werewolf, I feel like, how, you know, you already got big problems. <laughs> um, as much as they try to have a normal pregnancy, it seems impossible with so many questions looming over them. Will their child be a baby or a wolf pup? I vote wolf pup. Yes, yeah, same. But how long can they keep things secret from the rest of their family? And what happened in the outback, which I won't tell you, figure it out. Uh, <laughs> but when Mary's former professor suddenly reappears new secrets from mary's past are revealed leaving mary and gary to question whether they're even meant to be together i need to know so does xena so does john you just don't know it yet (laughs) um and then i don't know who this is definitely not for xena um i'm sure the creepy crawlies will be triggered by this but arachnophobes beware you're in for a scare with shutter's new acquisition infested which was previously titled vermin they acquired North American, United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, and New Zealand rights uh, to the thriller Infested ahead of its world premiere at the Venice Film Festival. In the film, it's it's a French film, uh, Caleb is about to turn 30 and has never been lonelier. He's fighting with his sister over a matter of inheritance and has cut ties with his best friend. Fascinated by exotic animals, he finds a venomous spider in a bazaar and brings it back to his flat. It only takes a moment for it to escape and reproduce turning the whole place into a dreadful web trap. At the same time, police look down the, lock down the building where the residents are ambushed. The only option for Caleb and his mates uh, find the way out to survive. 
So the director, Sebastian Vanacek, uh, said this in the announcement. The idea was always to make a movie that's worth your ticket, a spectacle worth showing up for, to make a film to blow your mind, your ears, and hit you in the gut. It's also a very personal film, which depicts French suburbs, I know, far from the eeriness of the auteur films or the caricature of the comedies. It's a genre film that shakes you to your core, moves you, makes you shiver, because it seems to me that through emotions you end up concerned uh, and involved. There's no release date yet, but um, basically it's going to premiere at Venice and then it's going to screen at Fantastic Fest. So somewhere around there, I'm sure we'll get some kind of idea of when Shutter plans to roll this out. But I, I don't know. I feel like we've been in dire need of a really good spooky arachnophobic type horror movie. So I'm kind of excited. Zeta's like, no, no. I mean, I'm still <laughs> going to watch it, but still. <laughs> get gummy spiders. <laughs> All right, listeners, your turn. If you could have a film go back to theaters that you missed for one night only, what would it be? Is there a topic the French couldn't make even more intense and stomach-churning? I'm pretty sure they invented head cheese, so no. <laughs> you can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier, and the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? Guys, tis the season. There's so much <laughs> stuff coming our way. But first, let me just say, first on Peacock, and for the month of September and October, it's going to be packed with classic ooh, ooh. horror movies. Like, just... You may not want to leave, and I don't blame you. So just, I, there's too many to list. So I'm just, I'm not going to do it. Just go check back in September. Anyway, so go. coming out on Wednesday, by the time this episode is out, Slaughter House will be available in limited theaters. Senior Emily wants to be the elected first sorority president. She adopts a cute sloth, thinking it will help her win. But a string of fatalities implicates the sloth. But who cares? Just keep it. <laughs> We've never been looking at it that way. Maybe it got upset. I don't know. Isn't it funny how we're already just rooting for the sloth in some ways? At least I am. She's such a diva. You can't help but root for her. <laughs> Did you see the clip that they had? Um, I actually posted it. It uh, is her on Rush Week getting feisty. Like she's having a showdown with another sister. And I'm, for it. I'm very into it. Yes. So then on Friday the 1st, uh, we have a good amount of movies coming our way. So first up, All Fun and Games. This will be available on VOD. Salem teens discover a cursed knife, unleashing a demon that forces them to play gruesome, deadly versions of childhood games where there can be no winners, only survivors. Then hashtag Chad Gets the Axe will be available on VOD. Four social media influencers live stream their trip to Devil's Manor, the former home of a satanic cult. But things start to go wrong. As the violence increases, so do the views. And then Perpetrator will be available on Shudder. Um, so reckless teen Johnny Batiste is sent to live with her strange aunt Hildy. Uh, that's, that's Alicia Silverstone, by the way. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. Okay. On her 18th birthday, she experiences a radical metamorphosis, a family spell that redefines her, called forevering. When several girls go missing at school, a feral Johnny hunts them, hunts them down. Then we have Don't Look Away. This will be available in limited theaters. Ever since Frankie laid her eyes on what appears to be a killer mannequin, it shows up everywhere she goes and gruesomely slashes her friends without a trace until they finally learn a secret. Then we also have Zombie Town. This will be in theaters. Two teens uncover a centuries-old 
old secrets when they decide to watch a zombie movie on Halloween night. However, when the townspeople turns turns into undead, turns into the undead, they must track down a filmmaker to break the curse before it's too late. Uh, so Chevy Chase is in this, Dan Aykroyd, um, Henry Cherney, and Stephen and Scott Thompson, Arl Stein is in this. He plays himself, so it's <laughs> has quite the cast. And then finally, we have um, on Monday, the fourth, the Finnish supernatural horror, The Knocking. This will be available on VOD. Three siblings return to their childhood home in the middle of the forest where their parents were allegedly murdered. Their plan is to get the house ready for sale, but something evil tries to stop them from doing so. And as always, Screenbox is available as well as Bloody Disgusting TV. I just feel like there's no reason at this point. <laughs> what should I watch? You have so many <laughs> options. So yeah. get it together. Get it. And as a quick announcement, this next month might be a little hit or miss, considering that festival season is kicking off for Megan and Labor Day is coming up. So our recording schedule might get a little bit weird. We will absolutely do our best because we love recording these. But it might be hit or miss. We'll find out kind of on a week-by-week basis. We'll do our best to let you know via social media. Yes. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on our own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgusting on TikTok at BeDisgusting. You can be one of the 20,000 and first people to subscribe. Follow, subscribe. I don't oh my know. Gosh. You know. have an extra incentive to, to do so because there's probably a high likelihood i might pop up on it this oh. weekend Ooh. so everyone go sign up for tiktok are combining our magic yeah we're combining oh, our forces i don't even yeah. know if tiktok can handle that much magic i don't know just watch out for those set those selfies we've been practicing yeah mm. we're, we're practicing so for this week i'm john i'm megan i'm Zena. grab some popcorn cozy up on the couch and watch something you love just make sure it's something bloody mm.